when you say a toilet book, do you mean a book about toilets or a book that you read on the toilet? Well, I mean, like, I have a friend who has a book, like, a book about anything in the toilet, like, to read, not right. in, not actually in the toilet. Right. So it could be any subject. Yeah, he. I got him the atheist game <laughs> to Christmas once, and he's had that in the toilet, like, he's had in the bathroom. Had that in the toilet. Me question was this: Would you, if someone lent you that book, would you be happy with that? This book has only ever resided <laughs> in someone's. Like, I, I wouldn't. See. I see what you're getting. Are you talking about question? the risk of, of fecal matter being impacted upon the cover of this? Just and henceforth cross contamination. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, what you could do is you could like if you've got enough fecal matter on there, you could do one of those. Um, transfusions that you were talking about earlier would I be happy so your question is would I be happy with <laughs> you <laughs> borrowing this book off him mm. did he offer you this book did he no he didn't I just thought of this today just oh, out right. the blue because I think that happens in Seinfeld doesn't it mm. I think George goes to the toilet taking a book with him and there's vague memories of like Seinfeld going well, why are you taking that into there and mm. he's like for something to read and he's like no that's not how it works because mm. um, in Seinfeld, he's like totally, like cleanly, isn't uh-huh. he, of the group, and he's like against that. And part of me is like, I mean, my dad when he went to the toilet, he would often take the newspaper. Yeah, in, my dad does. And then take the newspaper back to the kitchen. Oh, that's right. And oh. put the yeah. Remember fish and chips in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and somebody else love. would read it after them. Yeah. Knowing right. that that could be possible fecal. Even that, if it was the uh, the daily sport or something like that, then you not only got fecal matter. Oh dear! It could be seminal got... matter. Are you trying oh. to say Terry's dad takes it? <laughs> Terry's dad. Have you been spying on him? Into the toilet. All sorts of uh, liquids and was that a good kind of monster there? It's all right, actually. It's nice than what I thought it was going to be. I don't know how you can drink that. Mm. It's not as nice as the blue one. What's that called? Absolute zero, it used to be called. What flavour is the blue one? I think it's just energy drink flavour. Energy, yeah, it's chemical. Yeah, it literally isn't a flavour. Yeah, it's just think of a really sweet Red Bull, basically. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about that monster, it's so sweet. Anyway, we're not getting on the monster. (laughs) If Monster wants to sponsor this podcast, Uh, they can send all of it to to Terry, because I don't like Monster. We should follow Monster on uh, Twitter. Hey, speaking of Twitter, at Gone G-O-N-E-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R. That's correct, yeah. If anyone wants to get in touch with her, they can get one there, or they can send her an email to gonoxlayer at yahoo.co.uk. Does that, has that inbox ever been used? No. You could um, <laughs> send an email, actually, if you don't want to email, you can email it individually. You could email Ross. What's your... What's no, his? I don't look at my email address anymore. Terry, what's his email address again? Bellatend.com. Bellatend.com. <laughs> Um, but there's also the Facebook page. The Facebook on Oxlair Podcast yeah. Facebook page, which is getting uh, at least one like a month, which is good. <laughs> That's good. And what are the other other ways that the podcast can be heard? There's SoundCloud, there's SoundCloud's on iTunes, it's on Player FM, it's on TuneIn Radio, it's on Stitcher. Stitcher. It's on loads. Brilliant. Yeah. And obviously there's also a Vine. Account, oh, of course, Vine. Well, there's various half like I mean, a lot of them you see on Twitter anyway, but yeah. mm-hmm. Instagram as well. Yeah, various half like Vines, and there's the YouTube, which the, uh, the doc, you know, the new Ross Rants. Ross yeah, Rants, I wasn't sure if one. that should be because if <laughs> well, Rants that's one. me anyway. Ross Rants number one. I think that would be a good series. That yeah. I can think of a few other ones. If if yeah. people want to see them, I'll do some more. Right. But it has to get to a certain number of like watches before I. Because I think there's zero views on it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably the best for the best. But I think if you do, if you do do in the future, do do. We did have one request from one person who watched it that you mm. record it in um, landscape mode instead of oh, really. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. really, it's him who's <laughs> <it>. oh. <laughs> really. <laughs> well, I, I think you should record them on the toilet. The, the, the toilet. To, yeah, just to uh, keep the toilet thing going. Yeah, I go back to the toilet. Yeah. Hey, by the way, welcome to part two. Yes, that's mm-hmm. we digress. That was part two. Mm-hmm. Over and done with. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't say that as I'm trying to drink. Just know you evacuated coffee across my lap. We're going to say evacuated these bottles. So this episode, we're going to talk about Half-Life. Yes, the original. I was waiting for something. The first Half-Life. Yes. So my first experience of Half-Life, right, was when Terry purchased it as his first ever purchase for the PC. And it was the, uh, the Game of the Year edition that I got, which was... You got Half Life, you got the opposing force, and you got Blue Shift, uh-huh. which were like official. What was mods opposed, of the game? Opposing force. Opposing force was where you played. You didn't play as Gordon Freeman. You played as one of the soldiers. You know the mm. human grunts. Blue Shift was you played as the security guard, oh, and they were all set oh, in the they all set in the same timeline as original Half Life. There was a particularly good thing about um, Blue Shift. I remember where. There's a bit where you're on a train That's or something yeah. and you can see Barney doing something. and He's banging in, on the door. Yeah, yeah, in the game that happened in Blue Shift yes. and you can see Gordon... Gordon passed on the train. Really? Uh, yeah. I was just about to see his bits like that. I was going to put cool. that, I was going to do a video of that to put on Twitter so you can see it happening. Mm-hmm. I was going to see do them side by side so you see from Gordon's point of view and from Barney's I'd point like of view. I'd like it if you could. Yeah. I'd like it if you could. There's also another good thing on... I think it's Blue Shift. In Blue Shift, you're in the lift when the actual resonance cascade thing happens. Oh, and you right. see aliens vote against Bar- the lift Bar- and all Bar- that stuff. That's on Blue Shift. Wow. So it, it's like kind of set in the same unit, like the same timeline as the game, the original is, game, which is quite good. Is uh, DK isn't set alongside the timeline, is it? Because we played DK through recently. So to explain to the listeners, um, DK was on the PlayStation 2 version, they put it a two player um, game. Where you control two women, um, Doctor Green and Cross was it the other one? Green, Green Cross Code. <laughs> it's um, I've made some notes. It is Colette Green right. and Gina Cross. Anyway, on the PlayStation version, it's a two-player split-screen um, game, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's if it's set along the same lines. Oh, there they are, yes. Oh, Terry's looking at this magazine that he's got, which is a walkthrough. For, is yeah. it the PlayStation version? It's for it? the PlayStation, oh, yeah. yeah. One interesting thing about Decay is, after playing through Half-Life 1 again, there's some more crazy weapons near the end of Half-Life, like you alluded to them in the quiz, like yeah. the Goes um, 1 and stuff uh, like that. Cannon. They don't have that in the, um, in, in that two-player yeah. one. Also, the you know, the satchel bombs. Mm-hmm. They don't have that in Decay, do they? You know the mines, the trip mines? Do, yeah. you, do you get them at some point to place them? In Half-Life 1, yeah. as Freeman. Yes, yeah, you, you do, do get them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a bit pointless because um, I don't think the game works. It's not like an open-world game where there's enemies yeah. wandering around. Like you, you would have to, if you got to the point where you, you would lay a trip mine to kill an enemy, the enemy's already coming after you sort of thing because you've sort of mm-hmm. walked into it almost yeah, and triggered it. Triggered it. It's AI. What a game would do now if it had that kind of um arsenal at its disposal, what it would say it would lock you in a in a room, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like it did in Decay. Bit of like a crescendo moment from Left For Dead. Aye, and say like you've got to hold this Aye, until the computers come online or some nonsense like that. Yeah. Half life anyway the the game. It starts up with this really long iconic you're on that train. Yeah. And when Terry showed me the game, it was the first time I'd seen anything like that. I mean, I think you're... So it came out early on the PC, didn't it? Yes, it did. So when do you think you bought that? The game? God. Well, when I first had a PC, which was like 2001, I think it was. But it would come out earlier than that because, as I say, I got the Game of the Year edition. Uh-huh. And it obviously had been out before that. It was it like 1998 or something that came out? I the, think it did. Half-Life yeah. Original Half-Life. Yeah, the show's 98. Yeah, so, yeah. so when I seen that that startup, loads of games used that yeah. as a kind of idea later on. In fact, it got tiresome, I think, where the long-winded startup, no. where you can't control it. Yeah. What happened on the PC version was it, it there was a glitch that happened the first time we played it, where um, the scientist wouldn't open the door. Right. Do you remember wouldn't that? Wouldn't go to the door right. to open it. They're on the, a lot of the doors have to be opened by these eye scanners and only the scientists can do it mm-hmm. and the scientists just would not the AI of the scientists wouldn't make it go to the, the eye scanner so you were stuck in that room on the on the game 
It's not, it never did it since. No. The squillion times afterwards I've played the game. Squillion? Yes. It never did it again. That was, was just the very first time it did it. Um, <laughs> reading about it, in I've got games TM and they talk about it. And obviously when Half-Life was made, you've heard about how um, it was going to be like a slightly different game. Yeah. And they kind of polished it and changed it slightly. But the main guy was going to be... Um, it was going to be Ivan the Space Biker. What? That's what, according to Games TM, that's what the character was going to be called. And the game was going to be very different to what the later turned it into. I mean... Thank God they changed that then. Aye. They talk about how they had ideas and dialogue and stuff and they take them out. Like, they did that a lot in Half-Life 2. They'll take out stuff. So, like, there's a lot of um, ambiguity to the storyline where you're not sure and you fill in the blanks a bit, which I love that kind of storytelling because your mind, you start thinking, oh, I wonder what all this is about yeah. and stuff like that. So the game starts up like that, the iconic thing of getting the hazard suit on. Oh, yes. And then going and, and doing the actual experiment. That's and the right. experiment going tits up, then you trying to escape. I'll say this before it happened, because I've just recently played through on the PlayStation, and before you go in, you can bum around slightly and talk to some of the scientists and um there was one scientist in the toilet and uh, i was like in the toilet like in the bathroom and the to- and the scientist went i must remember to you couldn't see him he was behind a closed door in a cubicle like doing his yes. business and he went i must remember to report that fluctuation as he was having like a um a shit yeah <laughs> so it's got some odd humor to it it has yes was that the same toilets that have the uh, the Black Mesa glory holes in? Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that. Yes, we? the Black Mesa glory holes. Because we used obviously we used to work there, as was uh, documented on Twitter recently. Yeah, we used to. Oh um, yes, we worked there. Ross used to spend a lot of time with the in Black, Black Mesa Mesa. glory holes. No, I was time. just doing other work. Yeah. I was we were drilling the holes. <laughs> I was drilling the holes, maintaining the holes, cleaning the holes, <laughs> using the holes. Did you have a graffiti around the holes? I did, I. Insert here. And a weight insertion here, which would be on the other side, wouldn't it? Yes, I was like that. I must admit, I wouldn't like to work in Black Mesa because no. later on, it, there's some quite dangerous areas. Yeah, there is. It's a, a well, like a facility that's it's, it's built inside of like a rock, like a mountain, isn't it? Yeah. Because that was. A lot of it's mountainous and. It's like, it looks like the Grand Canyon at times yeah, when you come out and you've yeah. got the helicopters. And, and even, stuff. even in certain rooms in, inside it, they just haven't put the walls in the. Oh, right. You can see the rock, but like the rock face and uh-huh. stuff. As if like it's right and built right and into it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. I think Black Mesa, the area, and I, I know this is something we're going to discuss, what game's slightly better? Like Half Life yeah. 1 or Half Life 2? Because I think you like Half Life 1 I better. I do, yeah, so. I like Half Life 1 better. The strength of Half-Life 1, I would say, one of the strengths is the personality and um, the way it flows yeah. in the Black Mesa areas. Black Mesa has a, a great personality it for does, a game that old as well. I know, it still kind of lives up. Mm. I mean, it's a game that I could go through again and again. Even I now. like the, um, this one little detail on the walls, how it's got the different coloured lines going to different areas. That's it's kind of f- like having a map without yes. having a map. I, I remember like I played it that much that one of the times I went to it I actually followed the I went to the different places following the colour it was like kind of guiding you to the different areas of the facility so like blue would be to go to the test chamber or whatever red would and I used to follow them another thing about like the first Half-Life especially is um, it has some things so we talked about that long-winded start that's like a lot of games ripped that off and I, I think having a silent, like, protagonist, yeah, three never talks. talks, he doesn't talk, and that's just, like, it's it's such a cool thing. Yeah. It, it must be limiting for them to, like, push it to the extent that they have, because he never says a word in any other game. No, yeah. he doesn't. They could have easily done that as well, like, just for him to say one thing, yeah. and people will be like... Well, you could have done it where that on the very last part of the second game or the last game or whatever you would just say one word or mm-hmm. do it like a bit like, like Jane Silent <laughs> Silent Bob how Silent Bob always has his monologue yeah sort of thing at the end but I, I, I spe- fuck yeah, no, <laughs> because of what happens at the end he was like oh, yeah. shit uh, oh, 
But it's like, I don't know, if that, but sometimes the characters react to Gordon as if he has spoken that's back true, to them. That's yeah. Which I find quite weird for a character that's not talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if he's, like, you're meant to be thinking, I said this. Yeah. But they haven't, like, voiced it sort of voiced thing. voiced it. I mean, I don't know if we want to move on to, like, the the aliens and the game, I mean. Yeah. So the event happens. The event the happens, that's it. And you see them straight away as soon as you come back out of the test chamber. You go well, back the same way you came, don't you? And everything's destroyed. And, and a really interesting thing is when you're in the test chamber and it goes wrong, it it does these two or three that's flashes it. of yeah. you like in Zen. Yeah, Zen is the planet where all these yes. aliens come from, isn't it? And you see, like, there's one bit where you're surrounded by Vorigans, which are, like, mm. probably one of the most iconic enemies yeah. in yeah. Half-Life 1 and 2. And, like, it flashes back. And I love them sort of bits. It, they're sort of, like, trippy. Like, yeah. it reminds oh, me of something yeah, out yeah. of, like, the Twilight Zone. Like, yeah. the G-Man himself is, like, something that would be in a Twilight yes, Zone episode. I, I mean, I remember the first time I saw that, I thought, what? It's spooky. And you see there's an area where there's bull squids feeding in a, in a pond and all that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny that. You see the Vortigans are probably the most iconic, but it's, it's uh, it would be tough. It would be tough to see really because you've got, I think certainly the top three would be Vortigans. You've got the zombies. Are they, yeah. are they just called zombies? Are they, the, 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 the official name's More Men. Right. In yeah. there, in that book I've got anyway. But just, yeah, there's just zombies. They're just scientists. And scientists uh, with a white jacket on. Yeah, and, uh, they're being attacked by the uh, head crabs. Which would be the third. Yeah. So me, I was thinking about with the zombie, like the scientists, zombies. Like head crabs are controlling them, right? Yeah. Now I wonder if like head crabs, like if someone's intelligent, they get more from yeah. it, sort of thing. Okay. Right? Ah, so I... like I know it's limited, and they could only do like one sprite. But it's only ever scientists that are the yeah, zombies. It's uh, never the security guards. That's right. That's or right. later on, the um, the soldiers. Yeah. Now, in Half-Life 2, they introduced a new weapon, a uh, new enemy in episode 1, which was a combine that was a zombie. Yes. But in the first one, it seems to be just the scientists. So I wonder if there's some strange connection that because of intelligence. Well, then maybe yeah. the scientists' brains taste better because they're uh, intelligent. Like big eye. Uh-huh. But the um, the you'd think if you were going to take over a host, what you'd want to do is go for someone who's bigger and stronger, and the security guards would be bigger and stronger. Yeah. Than mm-hmm. But what the security guards have got on the side is they've got a weapon, haven't they? Oh, and the helmet. Yes. Yeah, exactly. and the helmet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got a hard uh, hat. See, so, yeah, um, right. So maybe it's just a case because there is a a part when the event just happens mm-hmm. the resonance cascade and uh, <laughs> in his air uh, there is a you hear a shot uh-huh. and it says it's a security guard shooting <clears throat> a, yes. a head crab but the head crabs obviously attack the security guard because the security guard dies as well uh-huh. alright so another thing that I'll, well if we're talking mm-hmm. about more of the enemies I guess um, we've talked about them ones, the Vortigans themselves, which all the Vortigans always reminded me of the imps in Halo. Ah, right. right. But the thing about the imps in Halo is they fired a single fireball and in Halo, uh, Halo Doom, sorry, you would always strafe to get yeah. away from them. You cannot avoid the electricity no, that the, the Vortigans fire. It and locks on you. Oh, fucking loads. Oh, it does, like. As soon as your head suit's gone, then you're yeah, fucked. Yeah, that's it, you've had it. But they are one of the most iconic characters in the game because it's a character that the along with the head crabs and the zombies. So you're like you mentioned the three that they've kept throughout the whole series, really, isn't it? Oddly enough, they've kept the um, the barnacles that you were ah, talking about in the uh, quiz. Yeah, they, I always thought they were a weird enemy. They literally the they look kind of like um, an anemone or something. Yeah, and, well, the the normally found around yeah, water. Barnacle. The things mm-hmm. usually uh, sticking in water, either like the big long tongue that hangs out. Yeah. I love usually the noise. sticking in water and stuff. And I love the noise they make when you kill one and yeah, all that stuff comes out. All this. Giblets and stuff come out. Uh, we mentioned before as well the little hound, what are they called? Hound? The hound eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Where they've just got the one big eye on the front and uh, the, they fire like electricity along the ground, don't they? It, it like, like fires yeah, out like a circle sort of thing? Yeah. I think they're I think they're quite cute. I wouldn't mind having a pet one of them. Well, they make cute noises, don't they? Mm-hmm. I think they're supposed to come across as a a nice alien, but oh, really. a canny alien. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> they're always, <laughs> always trying to. But they're just as uh, 
They're just as... Just tell him no. No, just tell him no. Yeah. Just tell him no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and you've got the bull squids, which I have a soft spot for. I find I them fascinating, the yeah. bull squids. Because I, I one, one of the things I used to love doing on Half-Life was when I killed something, I used to then love attacking it with a head crab. Because sometimes the body would just lie on the ground, and I would attack the body with a head crab, and it would go... With a head crab? With a... Crowbar, oh, sorry. And you would just go, and then the body would just like all the blood would come out, and then eventually it would just explode. And the bull squids used to take ages uh-huh. to, they, to destroy they, like that. Bodies stay on the ground on the PC. Some do, and others disappear. The grunts, the alien grunts. Yes. Now they, our boars thought, look like they're out of a different game. Yeah. They look totally. like they should be in Quake or yeah, something. They're these totally. big, well, big fuck off things yeah. with like they've got the hive hand on them. Oh, yes. Man. And they're just a weird design. I, know, I don't like strange, them. Like. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan. I, I totally agree. They look like something straight out of Quake, or it could be from Halo, like an early mm-hmm. version of Halo. But the Vortigans make them. Like they're made by the ah, Vortigans, right. yeah. Because the Vortigans are, are are slaves on the the Zen planet. Right. Actually, alien slaves on there. Because one of the levels was the interloper level, mm-hmm. that I mentioned in the quiz. Yeah. Where they're making them, as long as you're not hostile in that environment, the Vortigans don't want to attack you. Ah, no, it's that, yeah. It's just because they're busy working there, they're working on the building them and stuff. Another thing I didn't know is that if you do shoot one of them, they'll run, there's like these, what they're called, health, the healing showers. Oh, the pool things. Yeah, Yeah. and they'll they'll run over to them to heal themselves. The Vortigans, uh, right, okay. but you never really get the chance to see it because as soon as you shoot one of them in there, the, all of them are firing at you, mm. so you don't get the chance to see it, but apparently they do. Recently, I've read the game's TM, like, um, where they were talking about Half-Life, and something they mentioned was, um, even back then, it, it wasn't the prettiest looking game because you got Unreal would come yeah. out at the same time and Quake 2, and Half-Life looked even a little bit ropey back then. Now, I know the PlayStation versions are slightly different one yeah and they done they made them improve graphics yeah. to the pc the question i'd like to ask is in in uh, games to end they go on a lot about the ai how good the ai is of the soldiers and they even made a statement that the ai isn't even as good in half-life 2 off the combine now i'm not going to argue that the ai in half-life 2 ain't that great yeah but the ai in half-life 1 is like it's, a, it's appalling yeah it's rubbish oh uh, well the question i was going to ask is is the pc one other yeah, than any more yeah, intelligent it's just it's just as poor i mean the soldiers obviously they were sent in by the government weren't they? the u.s government the cleanup force yeah yeah basically to cover the whole thing up mm-hmm. they, they arrived they arrived pretty quickly though, yeah they, they didn't want it getting leaked out and basically the public getting scared and what have you and stuff so they were sent in to just kill everything in the complex, I think. They were, yeah, covered up. up eh? Yeah. But going on to that AI, you'll get a, one of the soldiers hiding behind a, a wall or something, but you would see a little couple of pixels of his foot oh, sticking right. out, and you could shoot that, and he would just stay there. You then you could basically just kill him like that. He wouldn't run off. Screaming, ah, medic. Yeah. Well, you, what I, you've got. Yes. Is that all you've is got? That all you got? Is that all you got? You got nothing! And he would do that while you're shooting him. He'd yet stay in, the... in Half-Life 2, the Combine never did that. The Combine would run off if, right. you, if you shot them. So it was slightly... I thought it was better than Half-Life's mm-hmm. AI. The Combine was a lot better. Is there any other was. enemies we haven't talked about? I guess there's them Zen Masters, which there's... are them flat yes. floating baby things, which, which totally you... I don't like. I don't mind. I'm quite fascinated by them. Because they're obviously from the from Zen, and you see them mainly in Zen, but you do see them in Black Mesa as well. And I just find them fascinating. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, I just do. I can't <laughs> picture them, but I'll, I'll do some research. You did find them in Decay. In the fire, they're like the energy balls uh, in you. That's what the fire at you. I do remember, yeah. There's a couple more that I can think of. All right, go on. There's Blast Pit itself. The, yes. There's a level oh, yes. on Half Life which. Would that be considered a boss? It may be. Because yeah. I was just but about to say... it does appear. I was just going to say, if that's all of the enemies, mm-hmm. we'll move on to bosses. I suppose it is bosses. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. But that... I don't know what the actual thing's called. I forget what it's called. The thing like, you fight in Blast Pit. Uh, it looks like Leviathan. Like they a, call a Leviathan, it the so. tentacles or Ah, yeah, tentacle. You get them in other areas of the game, though. It's not just on that oh, level. On Zen, you do, yeah. Yeah, they're on Zen. and They're in one of the out, outside levels. On a, oh, I never noticed that. So, because sometimes you just get where it's just one tentacle, and there's other uh, times where it's like two or three. Right. 
But and the design of, of Blast Pit itself m- makes me think of like something like Resident Evil. It has a very unique feel to it, the level. Mm-hmm. You c- the level, if anyone's not played it, I mean, this podcast wouldn't make much sense if you haven't played it hard. Yeah. But you start off at the very top of a tower and you get told that it can hear noises. It's blind, but it can. it's got really good yes. hearing. And at the bottom of this, like, um, the blast pit. Oh, it is the blast pit, yeah. Is these te- three tentacles. And you've got to work your way down to start the reaction to blow it up. Uh-huh. And the whole level is about you turning on the fuel, the... Um, Water, I think, has yeah. to be included, doesn't it? And the power of the blast pit, which mm-hmm. is basically just a big... It's just like it just it's just fire, really. It's a big thing at the top of the pit. Mm-hmm. And it just shoots fire down and kills it. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's used by in the what, Black Mesa for what the, for things, isn't it? I don't what though, like I mean what, what God knows. Is it just a really elaborate furnace? Yeah, like, like, yeah it's basically a furnace. The scientists are getting chilly, just fucking knock knock blast pit on for a for a That's second. That's basically basically what it is. It's an elaborate <laughs> furnace. For half a second and it'll keep it going for the rest of the winter. If you're being real, if like if you're being like literal about things, there's no way you would create a blast pit area which is that complicated to turn on. Mm, yeah. You've got to go all the way to different ends of the bloody right. complex to put the fuel on and then the oil on. And how unfortunate that is one like totally nails the <laughs> yes, that uh, cannot be killed. Yes, it's invulnerable. It doesn't it can't be killed by anything. It's invulnerable. Because you get grenades. Uh-huh. But the use of the grenades is to like take its attention away from where you're going. Yes, because I'm gonna tell you right away, the toughest thing or I'll call it the enemy. The toughest enemy on Half-Life for me is ladders. Ladders to me on that <laughs> oh, game. Going down them. It's what an more than iconic sound, a sound effect of going up and down the ladder. I think going down <laughs> ladders is a piss take. <laughs> it is. The amount of times I fell to my death yeah. and I couldn't latch onto the ladder. That's why the quick down. save is like yeah, essential is, in the it? game. <laughs> That's one of the bosses. Oddly enough, after the love, I think Blast Pit is a... It might be an annoying level, but I love the design and the idea and the way they've used a different... It's not just like you're going down corridors uh, shooting things. They've done something different. Next level, you fight that... Now, what is that explained as? That it looks slightly different to an alien gun. It's massive. Oh, um, and it's on that level. Power-ups, the level is called. And it stamps its foot on the ground and it, a red yeah. thing shoots a lot. Or it shoots fire at you. Or like laser-y type. I don't remember that one. Fire. It's, I can't remember what it's called. On um, the level, you've going to got to trick it into this area where it's a pool. Uh-huh. And you turn the yeah. electricity on. Oh, a gargantua. A gargantua, it's called. Right. Right. Yeah, and yeah, you've got basically electrocuted. But the gargantua you can't actually kill. Yeah, because later on you have to fight yeah. it. Yeah, so it, it, and I've seen, uh, not on Half-Life, but on Opposing Force, which is mm. one of the spin-off games of Half-Life, there's there's these uh, aliens on there that are firing at it, and they eventually, eventually kill it. Oh, like fighting it. Yeah, if you, if you just stand back and watch them fire, fire at it, oh. it eventually dies. Is and it, it uh... dies the same way as it does on the ele- when it gets electrocuted, it just kind of explodes. That's what's a, what's a, a hagworm? The hagworm oh. is them little things you find in in water, mm-hmm. and they're easy to you just go. The best way of getting past them is just to go past them, but they they take one jube jube of energy off you as they hit eating. Mm-hmm. eating. One jube jube, by the way, for the listeners, is one <laughs> unit of energy. Well, that's another old school um, thing nowadays. You get like health just coming back. Yeah, like, when you break, you know, Call of Duty even does. Aye. But in Half-Life, you have jube jube. So yes. you're constantly having to refill your energy, find like stuff. The other thing I think is quite old-fashioned about the game is the fact you have all weapons at all times. Ah, uh, you do, yeah. So, like, logically, where's he keeping where's all these keep, weapons? Where's he keeping, like, rocket launchers? And the, especially when you've got, like, the air... Big the satchel. Ah, uh, the satchel charge, the tau cannon, the glue-on gun. The glue-on gun is basically looks like... What they have on Ghostbusters? It does, yeah. Right. He's got, it's got a backpack and then fires it. Why is he keeping all of that stuff? When you actually get that weapon, it's in a level called Questionable Ethics, which I love that level because it, it leads you to believe that they've been trapping the aliens mm. and they're using them for experiments. And when you pick up that gun, a scientist says, "I've invented this gun." But I have like ethical yes. reasons for not using for it. Not using but it. you don't look like you have any problems. 
and there's two little shooting ranges where you That's unlock right. and you can kill like a bull squid using uh, it and stuff. It's weird, isn't it? There's another couple of enemies here you haven't mentioned yes, yet. Yes, there's there's the assassin, assassin. which are like oh, spec black ops, ops. Uh, like black ops, and the kind of you can't see them and you can't they like go invisible and then mm-hmm. when you're hitting them you can see them. But I mean they're there really difficult to fight, I think. Yeah, there's one level with um where they introduce them and it's there's loads of crates and you yeah. find yourself having to like hate. You can hear them because their feet give mm-hmm. them away. And they've got like a silenced kind of pistol on them. Yeah. And it's just a difficult also, a difficult enemy. Ichthyosaur. The uh, underwater fish. I would say that's kind of like a boss because the yeah. first time yeah. you get um that's like a Resident Evil type of thing. You come into this room and there's a scientist who says <laughs> they say that this fish was always here, but uh, it, it coincided with the in, like that's the right. and stuff. I used to love killing that scientist. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, the hard thing about killing that creature is it can obviously not all weapons fire underwater. Yeah, that's why you get given. Yeah, the crossbow. you get given the crossbow for the first time. And obviously the pistol fires underwater, but you'd be there all day trying to kill it with that. And the satchel charges apparently go off underwater. Oh, does so, it? So you can use the gluon gun as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you don't have it at that point in time. So oh, you can use the gluon gun. You can use the trip mines as well somehow. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, as Ross correctly says, a lot of them weapons you don't actually have yes, when you first point. encounter it. There's two more, two more well, enemies stroke bosses. Mm-hmm. Bosses, actually. Yeah. You've got the... We'll leave the best till last. You've got the Nyalanth. Well, it's the Nyalanth. Sorry, he's the like big the, baby at the very end. He's the he? very Fucking big vagina yeah. head. Last um, boss. And um, I hate Zen. And we'll leave that discussion. Yes, we'll, we'll discuss and, that in a second. But And it has its own little weird logic to everything. And killing that boss has its own internal logic that I'm sorry. I don't know how you're meant to know. Like, and well, what? It starts off and it has these two like things that powers up all the balls that fly around it. Yeah. And then when you blow them up, you're like you have to shoot when its head opens. Aye. But the, the idea behind it, because that's the whole reason you get sent to Zen, is to kill him. Mm-hmm. Because going back to the quiz, the level where I mentioned about the rocket going up, just well, it's like a satellite rocket. It launches a satellite to basically close the rift. Yes. But he's hold that Nihilam thing's holding the rift open uh-huh. from his end. So we shut it from our end, but he's holding it open. Oh, right. So that's why you get sent to Zen to annihilate him, to close it completely. Mm-hmm. And he's holding it open from his end. Annihilate the Nihilam. Annihilate the Nihilam, right. But yeah, and he's obviously just stuck in his own chamber, isn't he? Yeah. When you can get teleported to different bits that you've That's got to so annoying. that you've got to get back. Because he fires like a teleportation ball thing. Mm-hmm. If that hits you, you teleport somewhere. One to three areas, uh, which are very, very annoying. Yeah, they, they are incredibly annoying. But yeah, you've got to he's part he's healed by three crystals, isn't he? And you've got to kill them shoot them crystals right. off the wall first before you can even begin to kill him. Three serious yeah you Three golden energy crystals need to be destroyed yeah. first before doing anything else. But you don't know it. It feels cheap. I know. I, but I, I beat him. I, there was a level before that in Zen where I was like, I don't think I'm going to get this finished for this podcast because it was really, really yeah, difficult. Like... And it was the factory bit. Why? With the cogs and yeah. stuff that you go oh, and the enemies. <sighs> I found that one thing with the game, the most powerful weapon on that game is the crossbow. Yeah. It takes off more than a rocket. It's like, it's what logic's that? I mean, them Zen masters, the ones that are floating about, I think one of them or two of them kills them outright. Yeah. And they just fall down. But you see, when you're on Zen, you see other humans humans like... that have been there. Yeah. Because you see that they're in the HEV suits. Uh, and well, I put a picture on Twitter just yes. yesterday. Yes. And they got helmet you, on. You can pick all their weapon caches up, can't you? The HEV suit with an HEV helmet. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why, helmet, like, Gordon's getting such difficult, like, having such difficulty yeah. because he doesn't get a fucking helmet. Exactly. They all got helmets. There's one last enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to read this this tip. All right, yeah. Because I like the sound of this. It just says, attack the egg sack. Using a variety of weapons so as not to waste any one weapon in particular. The key to winning this battle is ammo conservation, smart strafing, you're not fucking kidding. Mm -hmm. To kill the mini head crabs, try crouching with your crowbar. 
This enemy also as well has got the most energy even than the Nihilanth. Nihilanth has got a thousand. I think that's what it's trying to show us. A thousand jubes. And then the Gargantua's got a thousand jubes. And then this enemy has got over 4,200. That's like, even the that tentacle, it's just called tentacle by the way. All right. All right. It's got not non-applicable. Hagworm's got killing. two, two jubes. But yeah, the enemy is the Gonarch. Yeah, well, in, we got one name. And the Gonarch resides in. Gonarch! Well, the thing about that battle is you don't realise that you've got to trigger it to go right. to the different parts of the map. You think, oh, you're just firing loads of shit into its egg sack. You think, well, how long does this go on for? And then you don't realise that it, it starts in one area and then when you, you must take so much energy off it mm. to trigger it to move to the next area and then the next area. It, 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 says, it shows here, this is, it's really good, this magazine. It's got a chart of how many, how much ammo it would take right. for each weapon to kill the, the boss, the, oh, the enemies. Oh, you've got, for example, exactly. you've got like... Um, an alien grunt, it would take two crossbow bolts, apparently. Or it would take three normal shotguns or two of the secondary fire shotguns, right. you know, where to the double blast. Yeah. Obviously, that depends on what level you're on. I would imagine that's all it says. Right. Um, it's got the grunts, two two shots from a shotgun. Alien grunt, sorry, and then a normal human grunt. Oh, I didn't realise. That's good. Um, it would take two normal shots from a shotgun or one blast, like secondary yeah, shot from right. shotgun, right? Two barrels. So, the Gonarch, right? Uh, crowbar. Not applicable. <laughs> just just outright. Yeah. They've got no chance. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, forget uh, about it. Also, snark is not applicable and trip mine. How many shots from the shotgun do you think it's going to take to kill him if you just use your shotgun? 300. No. No, no, no not that many. No. 79. 79. I'm surprised about how that is. But then you've got crossbow bolts. This, uh, this is right. 630. No, that's, that is wrong because the first time I fought it... Oh, no, I'll, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong number. All right. 63. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's... Six, this I thought charge the crossbow really was not applicable. The crowbar. Oh, crowbar, sorry. The, sorry, it's 630 from the um I reckon you could kill gun. it with a crowbar. You'll be there forever, though, mm-hmm. won't you? Well, why don't you spawn one in and see if you can, how long it's going to take? Time it. 630 okay, shots from the machine gun and 32 of the secondary fire uh, grenade launcher thing from the machine gun. Oh. So yeah, 63 crossbow bolts. I don't know, it says uh, primary fire for the grenade, 32. Secondary fire for the grenade, 35. What's that? Would you roll it around the ground or something? The secondary fire is the one where he, he holds it. Oh, right. And, and he cooks then, it. Yeah, he cooks it. And and I wonder why that takes less or uh, more. No, no. 35 of them the is problem with the, with the grenades is it's how close it's the blast yeah. it's the same with the shotgun if I'm really up close it's taking off loads isn't it Yeah. I'll tell you the second best go- gun in the game is the fucking magnum oh yeah, the magnum is my go to gun that like it's yeah, just so it's awesome second best that. you said what's the first best the crossbow takes us so oh, yeah. much it takes off loads that no the magnum is absolutely awesome I, I think the most satisfying Certainly, sound-wise, is the shotgun. Yeah, I love the sound. Of I the, the double fire. The double I like one. the combat rifle because it's got the grenade launcher. Yeah, I love the grenade launcher on that. It's brilliant. I hate the RPG launcher because it's just you've got yeah, the laser sight and stuff, and it just feels so difficult to use. Now, you said I, I said I didn't like the high fan. I think to one of you, I think you said there's actually a technique. Didn't you say there's actually it's actually really good if you know how to use it properly? The yeah. high fan. If you, I mean, the way I use the high fan, and I. Use it regular on the later levels, especially against the alien grunts. Mm-hmm. And it's going back to what I said about in the sound quiz, how you can hear the enemies before you see them. If I know there's an alien grunt on the corner, I'll position myself mm-hmm. so that because the high fan fires home and hornets basically the home in. And if you know he's just around the corner, you can just sit there and fire them at him, and you can hear it hit them, hit them. Mm-hmm. So it makes that satisfying crunch sound. And that's how I kill a lot of the alien grunts. Because they're really difficult, they're enemies, and I think they're yeah. grunts, and especially when they're in groups. I used the high fan later on because I didn't like it um, to kill them Zen masters on the um, the level I was on. Yeah. Using something that I assumes only on the PlayStation version, and it's it feels cheap. It's the like lock on. Ah uh, right. So yes. you lock on to the um, the things and then fire like them right. hives at them. But honestly, I was so stuck, I didn't get... If someone had says, look, I'll do it, I'll get you past yeah. this bit, I would have went, okay, cool, because I was... 
that's it. Fucking because I mean the, the the way I used to this, again it's the mainly the later levels of the game, and it's it's down to the fault of the actual AI of the game. Is I could get and you, I don't know if you could do this on the PlayStation, but you could just strafe little millimeters to your left, mm. so you could see enough of the enemy mm-hmm. where it, it it wasn't raged up, so it wasn't it hasn't seen you, so it's just staying there, so you can see it. So I did I used to do on the Zen Masters as well. Use the high hand on them. And because the AI was so bad, the enemy wouldn't move when yeah. it was getting hit. So you could just sit there and fire at it, and it hasn't seen you. Mm-hmm. So it's just staying there. I mean, that's poor AI, really. It, it, once it gets hit, it should be moving. Aye. Off. And I don't know what games TM what on that article they're talking about. Like, all uh, the, virtually all the characters in the game do it. Uh-huh. I really like the... Um, there's so many like iconic sound effects in that yeah. game. Like, like I said, the ladders before. You've got the Geiger counter. The heart rate monitor upon death. Do you know something yeah. I always thought was weird? When you died, you could still look around. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, that was always something I found odd. And what was also, I, I used to like is, I mean, the, the creatures are genuinely killing you to eat you. Uh, and if you die, you see, like a bull squid, what it will, uh, the bull squid that's killed you walks over at you and starts eating you. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, when when you get hit and it says um, lacerations detected. Aye. Minor lacerations detected. Enjoy that. Yeah. But the item pickups as well. That's like a see because I've just noticed this this item here, which you'll you'll know because you've just played it, Ross. Hmm. There's some of the pickups you've got, like the battery pack, which obviously refills fifteen health suit points per pack. You've got the health pack, which refills fifteen health health points. Jubes. Jubes. Yeah. Can you think of another one. item you pick up in the game? That fills up. That doesn't no not not fills your energy or your head suit because obviously you've got their machines on the walls. Yeah. Which we when we talked about you like the the design. You, I think you said you prefer the design in the first one to the second one. Well, I've recently I've noticed so in Half Life One there's these things on the wall that there's one for your suit and there's one for your energy. Yeah. And on the PlayStation, it's different to the PC. Yeah, the design's different, different, yeah. On the PC, it's a flat one that you click on. But on the um, PlayStation, an arm comes out. Uh-huh. So for your suit, it's like this little like thing that, like, I don't know, recharges you. Yeah. And it does that noise of... Mm-hmm. That's uh, lush, that. And the other one injects you. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think and the noise cool. when it's empty. Right, <laughs> You also see that green canister of what yeah. it's giving you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, no, I don't think it is actually. It's like your monster. It's, it's literally uh-huh. pumping you full of jujubes. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> but there's one. There's one more item anyway that you can pick up in the game that's uh, gives you an ability. Ammo. Well, ammo is in there. Yeah. There's that long ones. jump thing. Long jump. Which oh, the long jump module. Used right? to make extremely long jumps. Which it only gets used once in the entire game, it's isn't it? Do you do you know uh, which uh, level you pick that up in? What's, well, a, what's a level called? Unforeseen consequences. Nope. You actually pick it up in the training. Because there's a training. I chose how to use it in the training. Yeah, because I took a picture of it because I was like, I can't remember this. Uh, you pick it up at that level. The Lambda one. Lambda core. Oh, he's got it. Well okay. done. Fucking well done. It's where they're just, tell, they're just prepping you yeah. to send you to Zen. That's it. There you go. So, can I talk about Zen now? You can. Must you? For me, and I'm not in a minority here, Zen is, it's why Half-Life 2 is better than Half-Life 1. Zen is, from a gameplay standpoint, annoying. You, Terry, you say you like it. I don't what like What do you it. like about it? I want to know. I mean, I, I will agree. I think I'm, I'm definitely in the minority of the people who like it. Because mm-hmm. um, all I've ever heard is the dislike games reviewers and everything. How much to dislike that with the set of levels. I don't know why. I just think I'm just fascinated by it. Like the fact you get transported this alien world and you can see where the creatures all come from. And I, I don't know. It's just got an atmosphere to it. The thing that I, 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 I can't really explain why I like it. Mm-hmm. The thing that irritates me. I think it's not really a planet, is it? It's like a because it's, it's a border not... world. It's... Uh, right. Well, it's clusters. It's like a border world. When the G-man says that later yeah. on, you close the rift from the border That's world. That's it. Ah, right. so it's not. It's not considered to be like an actual. No. Right. Hmm. Well, it's like full of eye floating islands and all that, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Yeah. It's been a long time since I played Half Life One, but I do recall 
just getting so pissed off <laughs> with the Zen levels. With well, being with Gonok in particular, of oh, course. Gonok. In that has obviously scarred me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't like Zen either. Playing it, it's the jumping as well. Yeah, the jumping's are problematic in first person like games yeah. anyway. And God bless Half Life, they try and mix up the um the gameplay. That's one thing about Half Life; it's a long campaign, but it it's very varied. Yeah, and it's um that's what I like about it. Like it has a lot of ideas in it and stuff. I mean, you start fighting more the soldiers, and when you go outside, which by the way it looks absolutely shocking now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's you know there's bits of like static tanks and stuff that you yeah, have to blow open doors right. and stuff. Honestly, it holds up surprisingly it does, well actually. compared to other games. Uh, it does. It does hold up surprisingly well. I mean, I played it because uh, they updated it on the PC and they made it using the. I know. I wanted them. The same engine as Half Life Two. Oh, that would be it nice. It looks virtually the same. I mean, all that really looks different is the water just looks better. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't really look that much different. So you've got Half Life One is made using the Source engine. Half Life One's is it the Quake engine? It's the Quake. Yeah. Is it the Quake engine? Uh, right? Yeah, um, it's a modified ah, version right. of the Quake. So Half Life Two is Source. Half Life Two is Source. The latest engine is going to be Source Two Point or something. Something like that, isn't it? Well, you know, so, all in Half Life Two, how they used a lot of um, gravity effects yeah. and stuff that we'll it's talk havoc, about. Yeah, in Half Life One, they wanted to put stuff like that in, but they just didn't have the, uh, yeah. the way of doing it. Using the so yeah, using the Quake engine, it would have used, uh, made Team Fortress. Yes. Which is very Team Fortress is very different to Team Fortress Two, though, isn't it? One Team Fortress Two's serious. all cartoony. Yeah. Yes, they changed the um. Yeah. They changed it around. I'm not a big fan of them games. I though. think Team Fortress wasn't. Is a Counter Strike was a Team Fortress that was originally a. Mod. A fan made yeah, mod, I think Team and then it was took on because it was I mean, wasn't Portal that as well. I think I Port was originally a fan made game. Yeah, it was. And I'm sure um, Left for Dead was. I'm sure Left for Dead one. Yeah. But that could be the Left for Dead one was made by um, Black Black Turtle. I when it got to that far up. All right, okay. I think somebody made an idea because you're like this. There's actually a like mod Daisy. of. Um, is it? It might be Half Life Two, which is Starship Troopers, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Use yeah. the yeah. Off, like, yeah. 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 Makes sense. Aye. You're on like a, an outpost, and you're having to like defend yourself from them. Like, like, thousands of them. Yeah, yeah. sweet as fuck. I always thought that Starship Troopers would have made a good game. Like it would have. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. It's not too late. If anyone no. is listening to this. No, not too late. Well, the we'll franchise got killed by the sequels, which I've never no, seen. I've no, I've never seen them, and they look fucking terrible. It's because of the budget. It's a. It's a. It's a story that needs a kind of big budget, doesn't mm. it? Have you read the book? Yeah. It's very, very different, different yeah, isn't it? It's good, very different. Mm-hmm. I've got it there somewhere. So Counter-Strike, did you, did you ever play Counter-Strike? No, I didn't. I played it because it came out, Counter-Strike, Geo, Go, uh, Global Offensive came out on 360 and it's good. That's what I played. But it's just, it's too too hard. It is. It's too hard. If you go away from it for like a yeah. couple of days or a couple of weeks... You come back to it, it's just so it's unforgiving. Because people just play it non stop. Yeah, mm. exactly. Is it the, the Havoc engine? Is that the physics engine they use? I believe so, but I'm not that yeah. knowledgeable about the life. Because the Havoc engine's the first, was that the first one that had like the ragdoll effect on the. For some reason, I think Havoc's Havoc Halo. For some reason. I think a, a lot of games use Havoc. It's, it pops right. up all the time. I think that's like the physics part of it. And the first game I had that used that engine was that, you remember that painkiller? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That had the Havoc engine. Yeah. And that was the first time I saw that kind of ragdoll effect used on oh, yeah. enemies and that. That's an old school type of shoot them up. Yeah. Like, like the levels of like Doom. Uh, like the Doom that's right. So Portal, mm-hmm. that's set in the same universe then, is it? It it feels like in half. I'm yeah. sure in Portal Two they're talking about two different companies who are raging against yeah. each other, and the two companies are Black Mesa and whatever the Aperture Science. And later on in Half Life Two, you find out more about. Yeah. We'll talk about that a bit later, I guess. It's Portal. I just love the sense of humor in Portal, and of course, like, it's such a simple. Well. You say it's simple because you didn't come up with it, but now it exists. But it's such a simple concept, really. It is. Create a portal there, create another one there, mm. go through it and come out. It's just... It it's is. Just, it's, it's, a, it's a simple the idea, but just to genius. think of it was genius, so really. What's interesting about 
portal in Half-Life 1, there's a level later on where you use these green portals that are just stagnant. You don't mm. fire them like you do in, in yeah. Portal. And you've got to get yourself up to this reactor. That's right. And certain portals send you to different places. Uh, okay. So it's funny that even Half-Life 1, like, kind of done. It used the portal idea, yeah, of, of, of coming, going in one and coming out the other. Right at the end of the game, the G-Man gives you two options mm. to work with them. All he says, a battle you have no chance of winning. Yeah. And ah, yes. you get sent to this place where it's yeah, not loads of enemies. Exactly. Basically just left on Zen to die, aren't you? Basically. That would have been if they had achievements then that would have been two different yeah. two separate achievements, wouldn't it? It would have I uh, quick save. you have to fucking fight the boss twice. Nah, just quick save it, man. Quick save it as it dies. That's what I did on the PC. Right. <laughs> so I could do the two different yeah, bits. Uh-huh. It does take ages to die. You yeah, it does, doesn't it? Well, is there anything else you want to say about Half Life One? I think we've covered. I think we've covered most of it. What about your favorite level? Would you say? Oh, your favorite level. My favorite level on it. I like the uh, the lambda. Lambda core. Core. I like that level. I like the brighter levels. I mean, they were basically based on corridors, really. A lot of the levels that are like the brighter ones, where you're actually in the. You look like you're in the more more up to date, modern areas of the Black Mesa, Mm -hmm. rather than the old bits. My worst levels that on a real one where you're on that train. Good. That's awful. I forgot to mention that. There's yeah. a level where you you drive this train thing and I on the piece <laughs> uh, PlayStation the controls are so annoying oh, because you've got to use a single stick to increase the speed of it right. and then mm. get off. Sometimes I would end up like I don't know, just constantly like the train would move Aye. and I'd got off and I'm having to run after the train to stop it. <laughs> My favourite level I've, I've mentioned is the questionable ethics one. It's It's got everything that I like about Half-Life. It's got the aliens, it's got the humans, yeah. and just scientists, and you and it's wow. just... It's interesting. Yeah. And it makes you think, like, what they're doing to the aliens is actually bad. Yeah, like, they're trapping right. them and trying to utilise yeah, them. Like, yeah. I think, just, I don't know why, and I probably if I played it through now, because it's been so long since i played it, the one that sticks in my mind the most is probably that one. Surface tension, surface tension where you go outside and, and although from memory even then it didn't look that great how they had like the mm-hmm. sort of uh, mountains in the distance yeah. and stuff mm. I think maybe it's because it reminded us of a Tomb Raider level Tomb, I think it was Tomb Raider 3 and because that was one of the first games I got on the Playstation 2 there's a level where you go outside and it's like like as you said the perfectly raked sand and stuff like that whoever's job that is to do that Yeah, and it also <laughs> reminded us of 13 isn't it uh, oh, level right, 13, where you yeah. go outside in, in the mountains and stuff like that and I think that's why I probably I probably liked it so much because it just reminds us of that but then I'm looking at one picture here and it's where you have to go along the outside of the, the mountain and the, oh. the helicopter's trying to kill yeah. you and I'm thinking maybe that's not the right idea the, <laughs> the, classic, right, the right choice the, the classic I remember when Ross first saw that for the very first time mm-hmm. where you were inside and you came out I think it was the end of a pipe wasn't oh, it yeah. and you just saw the spaceship or plane going yeah. along and how bad did the sky and everything look it, it looked, looked like a, shit. A, a poorly made pin yeah like the, um, it just looked terrible I remember maybe that I, I find it um, as, as sometimes accidentally antagonised Ross so maybe that's why I've chosen that level uh, because it's brought so much back <laughs> accidental antagonising oh I didn't uh, to be fair it was the graphics like how poor the graphics were it's weird the, the outdoor ones you can you can see how back then first person shooters were literally no wonder they were in corridors and stuff uh, because the way they made the levels were like boxes so it's so limiting to them the, the makers of the game yeah. so when you go outside there's loads of bits where you're like why can't I walk there and, what, and it does look shockingly bad but gameplay wise I don't have a problem no. I think the outside levels are, are fine mm. they're, 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 they're like cool that's the strength of Half-Life I think it's aged and it looks ropey as fuck mm-hmm. in places but it's still a good game it is it's very it's held up well gameplay wise there's one thing just before we do end because we played through DK but we had to use a cheat to get through the rest of it because uh, it was just too it was too hard yeah, too there's no quick hard. save that's the oh, annoying that thing about thing. it there was a quick get, save we could have done it and also the levels I thought were poorly made it was like no checkpoints or anything really. yeah you, you'll get to a bit remember they were easy or the long winded bits of story from that guy in the wheelchair 
and then you would get to a point where it was nails and you would die and then you had to go all the way back and sit through that crap yeah. again yeah. until Tom killed him loads of times and got a thousand because that's one of the things I loved about <laughs> I love yeah. about Half-Life is this, in the story there's no cut sequences either oh, that's, that's another one iconic thing, thing like yeah. the, the scientists will just tell you what's going on in the next thing and you don't have to listen to him no. you, you can shoot him in the head if you want to shut him up and move on mm-hmm. can you and, think of uh, unless, he's, unless he's pivotal to the game because that's when the game would die, it would end if you shot a player that was on your side. Yeah. If that particular scientist was needed uh, to progress would, to the next uh, part of the game. We would prop up with that. Yeah. As the, usually the heart rate monitor was yeah. something with that um, mission Post-mortem. Uh, post-mortem, yes. Oh, you haven't used their uh, human assets in the achievement of your goal or something. <laughs> yeah. says, we it? saw that a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's that vine you do, but it's just uh, yes. the piece, that side is just torn. <laughs> you just shoot them in the head. I was laughing my head off at that. Would had enough. Oh, that was, actually, because that's <laughs> one, one that. note. That's David Baddiel, wasn't it? Uh, David Baddiel was in the game, in the lift. One comment that Ross made, which I thought was totally inappropriate, but he said, head crabs are like pubic louse. Would you like to elaborate on that? <laughs> I didn't make that by <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I um, suppose technically the mini head crabs and gone out to there could be could be classed as like pubic lice. Yes, right? absolutely. Because they're very like they're almost safe on there as well. Gone baby. That was a good song, wasn't it? I'm sure I put Gone baby in here. If you like, that was just an excuse to play because it's one of my favourite Doctor Crimes. Gone out baby. That's probably why. Do that again, sorry? Gone out baby. Now. Si, me and Sai used to play DK. You know Sai. Mm-hmm. You know Sai. Yeah, I know Sai. Yeah. Hi Sai. Hi Sai. Guest. Hi Sai. So we used to play DK, and he used to get lost, just like all the time. Did he? You got lost a little bit, didn't I, you? But not as bad as him. He, he would just be like, "Where are you? How did you get there? Like, just go around here." He'd be like, "I don't know where I am. I'm lost." <laughs> I found that happening, and I never usually am like that. But there's something about the graphics in Half Life and DK. Where you get lost quite a lot. I, uh, I felt blessed. Tom didn't. I've got a great sense of direction. And obviously, another classic with Half Life: the kids you could play as the Vortigans. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, we did do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which that really there nice was idea. a cheat to get the Vortigan because you could only get the Vortigan if you've completed the K mm-hmm. and getting ranked A on all the levels. That's exactly was right. it that? But yeah. yeah, you did. Because well, well, a cheat it. to get it though. Because we had to Google. Because um, I was thinking. I sort of re- when we started playing that I sort of reverted yeah. back to when I played it originally and I was thinking because you said there's no do you know any cheats or anything and I sort of think well I don't have the little cheat book but then I realised oh now you don't have to have cheat books now we just <laughs> Google it. so I googled it and within seconds I had all of the cheats it was like a, it was one called Alien Mode or something like that and yeah, there was a few board. different ones but yeah the Vortigam one we unlocked that that, yeah. was, that was cool that we tried it also domestic violence was a really good level off the top of my head I can't remember exactly what happens in it but I remember me and you playing that level and at the end we said that was a really good level it was oh, actually it, a well designed level it was because we got stuck on like the third one to such a point mm-hmm. and it was really really annoying and then we're done that level and it just felt much better put together right. and, uh, um, it felt achievable because we never done that level level right. three back in the day me and Terry could get to the last level right mm-hmm. we've done that 
but that we could not like you said with Simon, oh, you couldn't oh. do it no one had to use a cheat yeah mm-hmm, right. couldn't do it you see me and Simon never used cheats in the past and we, we managed to get to the end so maybe we just we oh, no. just be a better duo no no we, no. Oh, we sorry, got no. to the very end no no without, <laughs> I have to put this Terry do you not want to stand up yes I agree he's we got, got to the <laughs> end without a cheat without cheat usage but then we'll have to use a cheat to finish it is it Barney that talks to you at the very start of that is it well decay yeah the security guard guy who talks to you. Oh, because he says bridge. something inappropriate, like you look much better and you have a suit than Freeman. Uh, <laughs> fucking dirty. But I'd love to know where in the timeline of the actual game that yeah, DK is set. Because it kicks off again, yeah. isn't it? Similar. I'd love to know. I'll have to do some research. And yeah, that would be worth like, finding out, wouldn't it? Right, that's Half Life 1 done. Mm-hmm. Done right the fuck in. Like the fucking yes. Just want to do a quick shout out to Inspector Fogg. Oh yes. Uh, who will hopefully be a guest at some point. I'll have to check out. I'll put a link on Twitter to his his YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And some interesting stuff on there. I think you should check out. Spooky ghost. Yeah. Yes. Spooky ghost. Uh, obviously involving with future guest Christian as well. Hi Christian. Hi Christian. Want to be a guest? One other thing I wanted to say: Hobgoblin crisps. Yes. Fascinating there. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> what were you like? Came out and bought them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I'll, I'll never seen them before either. They were just in the cupboard. And uh-huh. they're, they're, they're all right, yeah. They're not bad. With a with kind of like Marmite. Yeah, they're like a Marmite type beef, yeah. beefy bovril type taste. I like that. Eel crisps, that's something you would yeah. say enough, isn't it? You I think you would see them a lot more in pubs and stuff because it would go down a treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought it was fascinating that they were hobgoblin. I mean, they had nothing to do with the flavour. I don't think they had anything to do with the flavour of the crisp. Mm. They just had their name on the pack. It just had its name on the packet. Oh, had's there. Yeah. So Hobgoblin had's, had's there. there. Had's there. Had's oh, there. so <laughs> Hobgoblin brought out a, a type of crisp. Yeah. That, but it's not necessarily Hobgoblin flavour. It wasn't. It wasn't to be. It wasn't supposed to be flavoured like the ale. Ah. They just had their name on the packet. Right. So it had a normal flavour. It was just like beefy. Oh, right, okay. like that. That's even more interesting, I think. So it, wasn't, it? <laughs> it wasn't meant to be Hobgoblin flavoured crisps. Just trying to give this segment some legs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I found even more fascinating about it. There weren't Hobgoblin flavoured crisps. They literally just put their name on the packet. Alright, oh, so uh, we're trying something next else. Next time yeah. you, you, you find a packet, then send them our way. Right, I will do. And I've got another note here, I don't know what this means, but it must mean something. Mm. Hot cross bun with bacon in it. Ah, oh, yes, eh. Uh, on the on and you see the advert leading up to Easter, it was for some supermarket or was Aldi or they had bacon in the hot cross buns. or putting bacon in it. That's not needed, is it? And I've just thought I've never seen that before. You don't need to do that. Yeah, I thought that was a bit vile. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, one more thing. Uh, As you'll know, Terry, because you've listened to the, the latest episode, yes. we we talked about some. Potentially rude sounding computer games. Oh, yeah. It could tweak slightly yes. to turn it into maybe it's a porno. And the one that I came up with, I'm sticking up. I don't even know if I came up with I'm it. I'm sticking up. I'm sticking up with. I'm sticking with was Womb Raider, which is awful. It's disturbing. Don't mean to put you on the spot, but can you think of any? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, well, that's. Well, well, what was Ross's? Did Ross come up with one? Mm. I mean, I can't remember. I thought oh, Jet Set Willy sounded. Ah, uh, Jet Set Willy. That's right. That sounds real by itself. Jet Set on my Willy. Um, I can't off the top of my head. If you have a think in the next episode. Yes, I'll have a think, and I'll uh, I'll reveal all in the next episode. Oh, and then we'll yeah, discuss that. Yeah, well, we'll talk that. about um, Half Life. Yes. Free, because we found out about that. Yes, yeah, that's we know coming everything. Out soon. We we know coming everything. out soon. Yeah, we know everything that yeah. there is to know. So stick stick around. If you don't us. listen to that episode, you're a mug. <laughs> stick around, guys. And if you do listen to that episode, you're a mug. <laughs> you're a mug. So you can't win. <laughs> Disclaimer: We don't actually talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one's going to be Half Life Two, Episode One, Episode Two. Bit of portal to so see you soon. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.
it got too hard. That's what she said. That's what she said. So I just couldn't clear. do it. 